Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another amazing Talent Takeover Unfiltered with Taylor Bradley. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm super jazzed today. Well, one, we've, uh, you know, we recorded this episode a little bit earlier today, which was great. Love that. Can't wait for that. But also I'm jazzed because now our listeners get to see us on the Millionaire Recruiter YouTube. How cool is that? I love it. I love that we added this feature because I feel like you can really relate to somebody when you can see them. You know, I feel like yeah. we got a lot of feedback from our listeners that they could relate to us anyway, just from all the shit that we talk. And it's all these <laughs> things that people think and feel and no one says, but yeah, I think it's more relatable when you can actually see the people. Yeah. As I, I mentioned keeps- last podcast, fresh Botox, <laughs> when you need Botox, well, we know the listeners and now um, viewers will, will remind us if we need some yeah, or let us know it. if it's fucked up. Yeah. Like they have. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so I, I mean, I, I love all these topics because they're just so relatable and it can help so many people, but this one's really interesting. Cause I'm going to, you know, get to put you a little more on the hot spot because, um, on basically how you go from individual contributor to manager, um, yes. and definitely. And so of course you'll be hitting us with that broke to boss tip. Oh yeah. Make sure you guys listen all the way to the end. I will definitely be giving you a broke to boss tip relative to, um, our topic today. Like Brianna said, how to go from individual contributor to a manager. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long underrated industry that's full of quote unquote experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. All right. So you did this really early on in your career, right? Like, so just walk us through really quickly, like how you got in, because I know you started what, Robert Half, right? I did. Okay. So you started as a recruiter. How did that all go? So just like everybody else that falls into recruiting, I fell into recruiting. It's actually interesting because I, um, I've told you this before and I even mentioned it last podcast, but I did door to door sales in college. Um, in the summer I moved to Colorado when all my friends are partying at the pool and (laughs) you know, I was taking, um, online summer school. And then also I was working, went to Colorado and was selling security systems door to door, um, out there, like, I'm like, I can't even imagine. What that's my how you earn your stripes. Doing. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but, but the situations that I were in, that's, those are crazy. And those I'll say for another day because they're really, really interesting, but also crazy. You see all kinds of shit door to door sales, especially in that time when people just welcome people into their homes. But, um, yeah, so I, I had that experience and Robert half at that time, they just required like a little bit of sales experience. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's what got me into Robert half was actually that door to door sales. And then I had a couple other jobs, um, event promotion and marketing stuff that I did throughout college as well. Um, Mm -hmm. for Toyota, actually surprisingly enough. Um, but yeah, so anyways, that's what evolved into, I went and interviewed with Robert half at that time. It's like, no Mm -hmm. one will hire you with no fucking experience, but you know, you have to get the experience to get hired. That's the issue everybody runs into yep, when they graduate always. school or trying to enter the workforce at any point trying to enter the workforce. So, um, anyway, started working with Robert half and, um, yeah, it's where I learned all things recruiting. Um, one of the first roles I'll never forget. Cause you know, back in the days when you're like looking on Craigslist and you're trying to get your job <laughs> orders any way yes. you can, <laughs> I'll never forget one of my first ones that I got. Um, the guy had put in the posting pubic accountant. 
instead of public. Oh and my God. I'm like, that will always stand <laughs> that's, out to That's me. on purpose. <laughs> he had no, but he had no idea. I was like mortified, but I was like, it, but it was like, it became a conversation starter. And that's kind of what led to my first job order. And you know how it is. And those yeah. like, the age, you're running a full desk, you're doing sales and finding the candidates and going to visit clients. So I was kind of doing everything. And um, I was just like, I love recruiting. I love talking to people. I love finding people jobs. It's just super fun. So anyways, did that. Um, Robert half, I was there for about a year and a half, which mm -hmm. anybody, anybody that's worked there will tell you. And this isn't, it's not a negative thing because like you said, that's where I got my stripes. Like that's where I learned really all things recruiting and learned how to run a full desk. But, um, to be there that long because it's such a turn and burn environment mm -hmm. and it, it just, yeah. So I was there a year and a half and I was like, okay, I'm ready to go do this in maybe a more corporate setting where I'm, I'm just more focused on the recruiting than the whole entire function. Than the full and, desk. Okay. Yeah. Then the full desk, I wanted to really hone in on the recruiting and I wanted to get to work on different roles. So with Robert half, you're kind of siloed in, you know, there's accounting and finance office and administration. So those mm -hmm. are the roles and the job orders that come to you are within those verticals. And so I just wanted to expand outside of that. And so, um, that from Robert half, um, and I did go and work in a, um, for major accounts version of Robert half or like department, I should say version department. So I was doing the full desk, then I did major accounts and then I actually was laid off. So it was one of those situations that, um, they bring you a box. All of a sudden you see a VP in that day and you're like, some shit's going down. They bring you a box and everybody's told right then that we don't have jobs anymore. We have to pack up and we got to go. Oh shit. That's old yeah, school. Okay. It is old school. And so, um, that was, it was a long time ago. Um, I won't tell you how long, but it was a long time ago. <laughs> and so, yeah. And then I go and I started working for IBM as a recruiter and, or I should say Conexa, they weren't IBM yet. So I started working for Conexa before IBM acquired them. And I was working as a recruiter and, um, doing some really sexy hourly manufacturing stuff. <laughs> and there was an opportunity. So part of what we did in those RPOs is for the hourly manufacturing roles is we proctored assessments. So talking about old school pencil, Scantron, you go oh, sit wow. there in front of a class, they have a, a test booklet and you administer the assessments. Mm. And we had what's called a staffing consultant that would do that. And the staffing consultant, something had happened and I, there was somebody basically just gone abruptly. There was nobody in the role. Um, I don't really remember the specifics, but there was a gap there. And so I remember my boss being like, who wants to drive to Houston? And that's what he's like. He's like, and proctor these assessments. Cause I'm not going basically, you know? And it's like one of our biggest clients, it was us steel. And I was like, I'll go, you know, I was like, this is an mm -hmm. opportunity. You're hungry. I'll go. Uh -huh. Yeah. And um, I knew that I was going to get to go to the plant. I was going to get to meet all the different managers that I worked with specific in one division. And mm -hmm. so um, it was called the tubular division of U.S. Steel. And so I started working with them after that. I kind of became, I was like, I saw the opportunity. It's not just proctoring assessments. I'm going to be that staffing consultant. I'm going to put myself in that role. So, so, so that was a promotion, the staffing yeah. consultant. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so um, staffing consultants there were like the people that interacted with the clients. Um, the recruiters typically submitted candidates to the staffing consultants. It was kind of like a, a middleman, mm -hmm. but they also did recruiting as well. But it was a much more client facing and client interaction and really managing that relationship, which is what I knew I always wanted to do. And so, um, yeah, I was like, I'm going to put myself in that role. I saw the opportunity and I was like, I'm, I'm going for this. And then when I was there, I met as many people as I possibly could. I was in Houston for, you know, 48 hours. I met as many people as I could. And Networking. there was still that gap. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's still that gap. And so I went back and kept going back every single week um, for at least two years. I drove to Houston almost every single week to work out, work there and then proctor these assessments. But um, it was about a year in, maybe not even quite a year. Um, and the head of TA there, I had really gotten to know her very well and spent some time at corporate. And she was like, I want you to take over tubular for us steel, which was a, a huge, it wasn't just Houston. It had so many at the time it had like maybe 10 different plants. And so they were in Detroit, they were all over all locations. So I'm like, okay. So I took over tubular. I don't think I saw my friends, my family. I traveled basically lived in Pittsburgh. Um, and oh my God. yes, it was crazy. It was a great, while everybody's out drinking and partying, I was, this is before I even had kids, my early twenties, I was like working 60 hours a week because I knew what I wanted and I knew where I wanted to go in life. And I knew that I just needed to put in the work to get there when nobody else was going to, you know, like you see those opportunities, you got to go. Yeah. So were you always, so as an individual contributor, were you always trying to get that manager role? Is that what you, where you were going or you didn't know that yet? Well, um, I didn't, I kind of, I did it, but I didn't. So like I went to school for management and that's what I got my degree in. And I've always been kind of like a person that's like, let me just take control of the, let me just do this and take control of the situation or fix it or delegate and like make sure that we have a strategy process, mm -hmm. all that sexy shit you love. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I kind of knew that that was my thing pretty early on in life. I didn't know what capacity I was going to be a manager or anything like that. But then it very clearly, when I got into recruiting, it's like, that's the natural kind of career path at that time. And yeah. So yeah, I knew I wanted to manage people and I knew I wanted to manage more than just my own workload. Like I, I wanted, it wasn't about so much managing the people part of it, but like, I wanted more responsibility. I wanted more ownership. And that at the time was how you get it was like overseeing the performance of the team and, and still is to this, yeah. to this day, to a certain extent. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of how that happened of me wanting to be a manager. And then it just kept going from there. And I just had such a great relationship with us deal that they kind of, um, they kind of paved the way for my career because they were like my, she became my mentor, the head of TA. Um, mm. and thanks Barb. And mm. she actually like is the one that kind of influenced I connects then IBM to put me in certain roles, give me more responsibility because it was very much one of those organizations. Like we just talked to Donnie about where there's a lot of red tape and on paper, I may have not been the best fit. Like if, if they had, if they had an open staffing consultant or operations manager, recruiting manager role, I probably on paper wouldn't have been the best fit, but she didn't care because she's like, you can do this job and you care more than anybody. And yeah. So anyways, I, I just busted my ass, but it wasn't easy. Um, so I'll say the, the biggest challenge, sorry, go ahead. I'm on. No, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I gotta stop you. Cause like that big nugget right there, how do you become an IC to a manager? You bust your ass, you show people yeah. and then you grow in the org. Because like you said, if you would have probably applied, you know, on paper, you didn't seem like a fit. So who would have given you that chance? Well, the person that gave you the chance was the one that you worked with. You showed who you are and what you can be. I love that. I, and it's, you know, what's interesting to me too, is that I, I, that has definitely influenced how I am as a manager, because I'm always, and you know, this about me by now, mm -hmm. I'm always looking for those people that are like, going to do more without being asked, going to step up yeah. and it's not even take on more work. It's just you and you get shit done. I like to work with people that get shit done, whatever that means. You know, if that means late nights, sometimes, unfortunately, 
that's, but I like people that are like, we got to do what we got to do. You know, we got to get shit done. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, not looking like somebody that's trying to clock out at five. I wasn't doing that at that age, but I, I had these goals very early on for myself of what I wanted and timelines of when I wanted these things to happen. Mm -hmm. Love that. Manifesting. And when, yeah. Like this will happen at this point. And, mm -hmm. um, I am pleased to say, and we can talk about this at another point, but I've met all of those goals up and uh, the goals that I've set for myself beyond this, I haven't met yet. But up until this point, I had met all of those goals because I've just busted my ass. You know, I think we live in a world where people just expect things to be handed to them oh, or feel entitled another to podcast, <laughs> another episode on that one. That drives yeah, me wild. It drives yeah. me crazy too. Wow. Well, let's take a, I, I wish the like, podcast would have a little clap. Woo, 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 because that is solid. Like, um, you know, I, I've recently been manifesting. I've, I've been talking about this and it's something that I never thought like I've done in my career, but you might not have either just what you talked about and said, I have goals by this, this, this. I did that too. Like I knew exactly at what point in my life I wanted things and I didn't realize I was manifesting it. Yeah. And that's so powerful. Again, I think another episode because um, that journey is, is super powerful. So you've got it done. Now, here's what's interesting. Uh, I think there's there's two different ways and I'll let you kind of pick <laughs> pick your path here on Candyland. <laughs> but um, one, people don't understand what it really takes to be a manager. So like wondering, like, how do you know that's actually what you want to do? And then on the flip side, how do you take these hungry, amazing individual contributors and be like, okay, I'm going to take you to be a manager now because then you're going to lose that productivity that you've been loving. So there's two different components. Yeah. So I think, so question two, where it's like these hungry people and you're going to lose like Quick mention of our sponsor for today's episode. You'll definitely want to check out Recruit CRM. I know I have. Their cloud-based ATS plus CRM system can help you automate your recruitment workflow to save time for really the better things in life. Recruiting is hard, I should know. <laughs> You've got a ton of tasks to stay on top of, so give yourself a damn break. Recruit CRM helps you stay on track with automated emails, reminders, organized Canon boards, and a customizable sales pipeline. Love that. What more could you ask for? With the rating of 4.9 out of 5 across all major review boards, you're definitely going to want to check them out. They have zero commitment free trials. And guess what? There are no feature restrictions, meaning you could try out all of their features for free and that too for an unlimited time period. This will help you make a solid decision before making that real purchase. So go ahead and visit Recruit CRM for more information. The link is below. I think you've got to look at the 10,000 foot view and you've got to look at like, you're not taking them. You got to look at the larger picture. You're not taking them out of production momentarily. Like you've got to look and see what they're going to be able to accomplish. If you do slow down to speed up, if that makes sense. Um, every place I've ever worked though, it's like baptism by fire with being in a man, like no one tells you how to do it. And I would say that's one of the things yes. like that I feel like I've perfected. It's funny, Jess and I talk about this a lot. No one, I was just put in a manager role. No one told me how to be a manager. Yes, I'd gone to school for it, but I was like partying all the time. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like school, I was school. <laughs> doing what I got to do to take, take my test. I, don't get me wrong. I got good grades, but it was still like, it wasn't like that set me up for life on every, all things management. I think managing people is really one of those things where you have to find your style and what works for you. And you also have to be a chameleon and you have to mm. be able to show up different ways to different people, deliver the same message. Because as you know, I'm like my, I'm just always transparent. I've always like my motto as a manager motto is um, that I just want 
to be really transparent with people and tell them the truth and be the manager that I've always wanted mm -hmm. throughout my whole career. It's just someone to give me that guidance, tell me the truth, be transparent with me, do it in a tactful way, but tell me the truth. Don't bullshit me. Cause I feel like in corporate situations, a lot of times there's like all these things happening. People don't really know what's going on. You feel in the dark. You feel like your career's not really in your hands, you know? And mm -hmm. it's one of those things that I've just like, I'm not going to be that way. I'm going to be a type a very hands-on manager and somebody that people can go to. I'm accessible. I'm in there with you. I'll roll up yeah. my sleeves and do it with you. And I feel like that's the way that you get people to also respect you and enjoy working with you. You know, I don't think management has to have the stigma that it has on it. Um, into, well, used to have on it. I don't know if it's still like that today, but it used yeah. to kind of be like, you know, you think manager, you think somebody that micromanages or somebody that's like, yeah. like just checking your numbers. A shout out to our sponsor, Recruit CRM, for today's podcast. They are on a mission to help recruitment agencies grow their business with cutting edge recruitment technology. Ooh, I love to hear that. Here's a cool stat shared by Avisio, a hyper growth French recruitment agency who have been using Recruit CRM for more than two now, two years. Here we go. Who have been using Recruit CRM for more than two years now. Maxime Cohedent, their co-founder, says they have saved four plus hours and seamlessly engage with four times candidates every week using their ATS plus CRM. So with Recruit CRM, you can save hours from your recruitment workflow, achieve higher efficiencies, and even scale your revenue. Ooh, I love to hear that. So don't forget to check out all they have to offer. Find them on LinkedIn or just visit their website, recruitcrm.io. They offer a zero commitment free trial. So make sure you're signing up and trying out all their features. The link is definitely below. I think there's still definitely a, a lot of that going on for sure, um, which actually like, let's write this down. We should have an episode on how to be that great manager, um, the leadership and all of that stuff. But um, I, I'm going to dig a little bit more on basically how does an individual contributor go to their manager, bust their ass, right? But also say, this is where I want to go. I want to be a manager. I will bust my ass, but don't keep me here. Like, how does that work? Yeah, I think that, I mean, just have the conversation. I think that people... So that's why I just lead with transparency because I've never not had it work out for me just being honest at the end state of it. Maybe there's some bumps along the way, but <laughs> just being honest about what it is you want. And I think that people actually really respect people that are driven and know what they want and know what they're working towards. And it's like, how can you help me get there? Um, because what I see a lot and have always seen throughout my career is um, people come to me to ask me what they should do. Like, what should I do? Should I be a manager? Should I do mm -hmm. like they, they look to somebody else to tell them what they should do with their career. And it's so crazy. it's like, it is crazy. Cause yeah. I, that's just not how I am. And I'm like, I, I don't want anybody to have control of my career. But, um, you know, I think that that's one of the things that people just, you have to figure out what it is that you like to do. You have to hone in what it is that you like to do. And if you're in a company that only the only way to grow is to buy is by managing people. And that's not what you want to do. It works out in no one's favor if you take that job or you're in that role. It works mm -hmm. out in nobody's favor. So I think that, and it's probably just not the right organization for you. You know, I feel like in 2022, I've said this to you before about our organization is that we're growing this way, this way, this way. You know, we're, you don't have to just be a manager to climb the ranks within our org.
you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's amazing because not everybody wants to manage people and not everybody should be managing people. That exactly. It's the why behind things. And I mean, we were just talking about like people wanting to start their own agency that isn't yet in recruiting. It's like, okay, yeah. let's think about the, what's the why, why do you want to be a manager or why do you want to be an IC forever? And could you like the, here's the thing. You could be badass at any role that you want, but I think this is what stems from that old ass question. You know, when people in interviews used to say, where do you want to do be in five years? First of all, God, I hate that question so much. Um, But I think that it's more of an immediate thing. Hey, where you're here today, where do you want to be in six months, a year, three years professionally? And not just what do you want your job title to be, but what do you want to be doing? I think that's kind of an interesting way to go about it. It is. And it's like research and read and do whatever you have to do to figure out what it is that you want to do with your career. But don't look to anybody to tell you what you should do. And then in a lot of, like I said, a lot of these organizations, that is the only way to grow is to become a manager, but it doesn't, it doesn't serve anybody. If someone doesn't actually have a passion for managing people mm-hmm. and you, you asked me earlier and I, I didn't answer that question. Um, just cause we glazed right over into part two, but you know, I think when you know that you, I think you, you're meant to be a manager when you care more about your team's success or you mm. view your team's success the same way. And it gives you the same feeling and the same excitement as it your own success does. I that think- just gave me the chills. Cause yeah, yeah it, it, I think that's, I mean, that's definitely happened to me, but even taking myself as an out as an individual contributor, I had a lot of identity issues. You know, mm-hmm. what What now am I being looked at? Like, what am I being judged by? What am I, like, where does my success lie? Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. you're right, it does lie in your team and you have to fall on your sword for them. And so you definitely yeah. do have to be ready to do that because as an IC, you're only judged on your own performance. Once you reach manager stage, that's not how it works anymore. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to understand that or even know how to grasp that. Um, yeah, which is like its own can of worms. So it is when when someone wants to do this. So let's just say like, look, you're you're the manager. You've talked to them, like groom me, and you're like, I got it, I got you. Do you recommend? Because not every manager is as one open as you are and supportive. Um, I think that in a lot of organizations, that's not the case. It's like, yeah. look, we need you in this role right now. You're not serving. Like you being a manager isn't going to serve us. You know, mm-hmm. you always go down to the bottom line, which I know some people have to. Like companies have to, right? But could someone do, I don't know, management classes? Could they do, hey, can I be a lead first? Like how can they get, um, I guess, the experience and the drive and stuff without um, without someone else? Yeah. So I think being a lead, like I always look to see who is going to take on more and like mm-hmm. who's going to step up. Not even, I hate saying take on more because I feel like that's kind of a bad stigma. It's like, who's just going to step up or who sees gaps and fills them without mm-hmm. being told to? you know, um, or, you know, we don't have a process for this. I'm going to go ahead and put one together. I love those kinds of people. That's the kind of person that I am, not the people that's like, that's not my job. If you're a, that's not my job person, stay the fuck away from me, you know, because (laughs) I don't, I just don't like that attitude. But I'm also a manager that I'm in here with you. I'll I'll work till nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night with you. I'm not asking my team to do anything. I'm not willing to do myself. And I think that mentality, plus you have to really just, you have to want their success as much as you want to be successful yourself. Um, but I think definitely if you have managers that are not open and they're not like about developing people, because I do under, I I get it when you're saying there's not, there's managers that are like that. Yeah. I've worked for some. So what I did is I just would go and find somebody else in the org that I could align with that was Mm -hmm. at a higher level and could kind of mentor me. 
and kind of show me the ropes. And sometimes that worked out to where it was like, I would move it into a different department within the organization and get a promotion that way. But I never just sit there and do nothing. You know, I'm going to, you've got to make your own way for your own career, whatever that looks like. And so I think if someone doesn't know what they want to do, I think always doing career coaching sessions, finding a mentor, somebody can really talk to you and guide you on what you want to do based on like, um, you know, we had it in Thriversity where one of our instructors was like, tell me about yourself and, and kind of, you know, gave Mm. the the student gave an overview and they're like, okay, so I heard you like to do this, this, that you're good at these things and kind of able to piece these things out and give a different perspective and shed some light. Like, this is what I heard. And then these skills translate really well into these types of jobs. So I just definitely recommend that they get, they align themselves with somebody that can mentor them or do career coaching. Mm. Um, I feel like that's a huge mistake that I made. I didn't do that, you know, really, really early on. I wish I would have, but I feel like now in 2022, everybody's got a mentor. You should have a mentor. That's kind of like goes without saying you should have somebody you're talking to paid or unpaid. You should have somebody guiding you if you Mm -hmm. don't know what you want to do. Absolutely. You have to invest in yourself. Um, I've talked about that too. Like I did that later on in my career. If I would have done that when like first thing, (laughs) you know, it's like we'd be just rolling, you know? So it's like, I think about all those mistakes that I made and and I've had one for a while now, but it's like, you can't get back, you know, you can only move forward. Um, so that, that's super interesting. Um, uh, I love this. I know, I, I, I know we're out of time, but I'm like, oh. I, I, I was like, we got to keep going. We All do. right, go obstacles. Talk to me about obstacles. We, I think that, I just think this is something that a lot of people face, right? And I faced mm-hmm. it. So I just want to talk about it, that it's really hard to go from being people's peer to their manager. Mm-hmm. It's much harder than if you were just hired off the street to be people's manager. It's very, very hard. Um, I think you probably witnessed some of that with different individuals within this organization, you know, that it's like, it's the same respect isn't given. You almost have to work 10 times harder to get that respect. If you're going from being their peer to their manager. Um, but I still have always showed up the same way. And I think that goes back to like finding your management style of like, I can still relate to you. I can still be your friend. You're the same way. I can still, you can come talk to me about things. We can shoot the shit about personal things, but when it's business, it's business. And you have to be able to compartmentalize the two and you have to like be relatable, but you also have to be able to hold people accountable. And what I found in, in just my management style in all the years that I've been doing this is I have such great relationships with the people that I work with and that are on my team that there's no amount of yelling or like reprimanding or anything that I would ever do one or that would work because you kind of get this dynamic with your team where they don't want to disappoint you that's worse than like getting in trouble because they know you put a lot of trust and faith in them. You have this great relationship. They don't want to disappoint you. And so they deliver because, you know, they don't want to let mom down is kind of what it feels like, you know, but it's it's like you're going in battle together. Yes. And I have so much, I, I, that's never lost on me that people feel that way about me. And it's something I appreciate so much that they just work hard for you, not out of fear, but out of respect, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Oh, that could have been your broke to boss. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I, just one more thing, and then we will get to your broke to boss. Is like I think what's important to go from an individual contributor to a manager is act as is. So when you talk about how do you earn respect, how do you go from a peer to a manager? Well, it's because you've always been that person that helps. You've always had leadership yeah. skills. You've always cared. Like you mm-hmm. can't not care, and all of a sudden just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm ready for a manager because I I've rocked this role for four years. Yeah, no. that's delusional. It's, it's delusional. It's like, yeah, that's when you actually need to leave the org to go try to be another manager somewhere else because that, yeah. that you're not going to earn that respect. It's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah. 
And people at, at this point, when they're, you know, like we are in our careers, you know, a bad manager, you can spot one a mile away very, very early on. And for me, that is, that's a deal breaker at this point in my career. I could never work for somebody that was micromanaging, or it just is like one of those things that we work too much to not have respect and appreciation for your manager and not feel that you can learn anything from them too. Uh, that's like yeah. the other layer, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I feel like you, you've got to have a leader that you respect, that you feel like you can learn things from, that you can talk to. I know I'm like, people are like, this doesn't exist. I promise you guys, it, it really does exist. And don't stop until you find it. You can find it. I feel like, especially mm -hmm. in this day and age, more people are kind of adopting a, a different, not the conventional management style that we've seen probably over the last, you know, 20 years. So mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And, and practice, like practice makes perfect. You're not going to literally start day one of being a manager be like, I just nailed it. No, it takes time again, invest in yourself and, and, and try it out, try it out as an individual contributor. See if you even like it. That's like, again, a whole other episode, I think is, yeah. is would you like it? And this, right, you want to hit us with take. the broke to boss? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just, I think the steps, that's a good, another good episode is a different, like really breaking out the steps that a person can take. And it's like, if this scenario, then do this. You know, I think that we need to talk through scenarios because I get asked these questions a lot. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the questions like, I want to start my own agency. I want to be a manager. <laughs> and it goes back to like the why, like exactly what you said. Why? why? Tell me why. Always why. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you may have a different motive, but it's like, but you don't have to be a manager to get whatever X, whatever it is that you're trying to get, you know? So I think really figuring out what your why is and then getting a mentor, somebody that you can align with. And it can be, you know, inner company, but that's almost a whole nother episode because you got to be careful there. There's a way to do that yeah. because there is politics in corporate America. There is a way to do that. And there's a way to, a right way to go about doing that and a wrong way to go about doing that. And I feel like that's, it's, it is black and white. So we should spell that out for people. Um, but the broke to boss tip I would say is leadership happens at every level, be a leader Ooh. at every level. And you don't have to have the official title to take on those responsibilities and it will come if that's what you're seeking and that's what you're working towards. And you do just that mm -hmm. and put in the work and educate yourself and see, you know, get with everybody internally, see how much you can know, pick different department heads, brains. I want to learn about your department, become a sponge. And, yes. you know, also I would say work at like, you don't get to become a manager and stay one and just sit back. You won't stay one, you know, you don't become a manager and then you're like, okay, I'm just sitting back. I'm done. You know, I, I feel like to be a really good, not even manager leader, you need to uh -huh. be in the trenches with your team and you need to not be well, not ask them to do anything you're not willing to do yourself. So lead at every le level, even if you don't officially have the title, it will come if you put in the work. Nice. I feel like that was just like five broke to boss tips. That was awesome. You just gave me the chills on all of those. It was like a whole episode of broke to boss <laughs> <Yeah>. tips. <laughs> I know that was so great. Again, you all, you know, thanks so much for the support. Um, I love, you know, we love hearing like what you want to listen to. That's great. Yes. Um, but what also motivates us is some reviews. So please definitely review us um, so we can keep going. Motivate us. Review, subscribe, give us feedback. We're here for all of it. We really appreciate you guys listening. Nice. Have an awesome day. See you next Tuesday. Thanks, y'all.